You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You are listening to episode 27 of the God-Centered Mom podcast. On today's episode, I'm chatting with my good friend, Amanda White from oamanda.com. And we're going to be talking about a lot of our favorite things. Well, one of those is teaching our children about God. Another one we love is watching movies. And we particularly love to talk to our kids about God through watching movies. And we want to help other parents do the same. She and I have both written some family movie discussion guides that you can find on our site. And our goal is to write more of these to help you all talk to your kids about God through movies. In today's episode, we chat also about what it was like growing up and how our parents handled entertainment. We talk about some boundaries we've set in our own homes and how we handle the whole watching TV and screen time. But today's episode is really laying the groundwork for what we hope is a regular feature here on the God Center Mom podcast. Amanda and I want to get together and record regularly family movie mom episodes where we chat about the current movies available to your family and ways that you can talk about God through these movies. So stay tuned. Here is the first episode of Family Movie Moms with O Amanda and Heather McFadden. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Okay, on today's show, I am bringing back my good friend, Amanda White. Oh, Amanda. And we are going to start a new regular podcast show here at the God Center Mom where we chat about our love for entertainment and kids. So welcome, Amanda, to the God Center Mom podcast. Thank you, Heather. I'm so glad to be here with you. Back again. Yay. Yeah. So I think that this won't be hard for us to talk. No, we could talk all day long. We actually, yeah, we've talked a lot already. Yes, we have. I just hit record because it was too much goodness was flying away. (laughs) So good. Flying by the wayside. And Amanda and I, or it's, it's evening. We've both had very long days. Yes. I'm getting ready to take a massive road trip with four young children, which is like, so wise. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm just going to be following you vicariously. Uh, or traveling with you vicariously, whatever. Yeah, I'm either you're going to hear nothing. It's going to be like crickets. <laughs> and I was you're going to just be holding on with fingers and toes. Yeah, they're going to need my through. full <laughs> attention. No looking down at the iPhone ever. Um, or I'm going to be so like, ah, get me out of here that I'm going to be constantly on the phone retweeting like crazy just random it doesn't even matter who it is i don't care who it is yeah i don't care who it is oh you're gonna have fun it's gonna be awesome yeah right and i'm gonna go to cali so if i see anyone famous oh that was speaking of movies speaking of 
So people. we really like movies. We do. You and me. Yes. If, if and we, it seems go it, ahead. and it seems like that can be not a great thing for your kids. I don't we don't watch a lot of movies, but we do like movies. Yeah, the pediatric association or whatever they call themselves, they prefer that you wait till two mm-hmm. um to watch any TV. Yep. And to limit the amount of television, which we do. Yeah. We, we do, do limit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you guys watch? You think? Um. Well, don't ask me this week because it's different. No, but just, <laughs> we just like got out of school. We just got out of school. Um. The goal is to maybe uh, maybe like one show in the morning, and then maybe like one show at night, and like a family movie night is yeah. our big thing. One family movie night in the weekend, unless it's a date night, then they might get to sneak in, you know, a babysitter right. movie night too. But yeah, that's what we do. Like one show in the morning when they eat breakfast yeah. and then like a movie night. We don't do like, we rarely do like a few shows in a row. I, I don't yeah. know if they've ever done that unless they were sick or something. <laughs> unless, you know, unless there was fever involved. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's hard. We, we, ha- I, th- I think the hard thing I've noticed though, is that when we're at someone else's home, mm-hmm. if the TV is on, my boys are watching. They're like zombies. Exactly. It's not like they can just be like, oh, the TV's on. Let's go play. No, it's like glue. Yeah. 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 That's what I always tell my parents. My parents and my in-laws like bring the, the kids will go over to their house and they turn the TV on. I'm like, why are you watching television? You could play with the kids because the kids will sort of play. Only their eyes are focused right on the TV while their hands are moving with the toy. I don't understand that. Yeah, they're totally not. They're totally not. And I had to stop with the morning show on the school days. We have like the oldest though the three youngest went to school two days a week and right. um those days it was just like no tv because i do find once the tv goes off it's like their brains need like 30 minutes to kick back on and they're wild like super crazy yeah interesting yeah so i don't want that happening when i'm trying to get clothes on them and shoes on them and out the door so good point interesting it is it is yeah and i don't know if boys are different if you've noticed a difference with- uh yeah boys are different they are <laughs> notice that <laughs> in general <laughs> and then with <laughs> with screens they're like totally yeah. shut off and then they're zooming back on and yes i am protecting my son from video games as long as possible i'm like hoping he wise. doesn't know they exist that's very wise yeah yeah i have a i have a good friend that's a mom of four boys and um she they decided early on we are not gonna have any video games in our house period because wow. if we had four boys in video games yeah, that could take over our lives. So they play yeah. outside. They just don't have them. That's really and wise. And I think that's awesome. No, we we do have them on a very limited, very limited mm-hmm. high. There's a chain lock or something. I don't know, but they they are not not allowed to play them unless it's like really special. And but I feel like they obsess over it and they talk about it. So I kind of wish it was like not a part of our life at all. Right. I know. Yeah, I there's really... something about it that you're right. It's like they obsess over it, and then their their pretend play is about it, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, our pastor was talking about this week about taking a Sabbath and how you should not only have a weekly Sabbath but like a a yearly you know getaway or whatever. Yeah. And he is saying that kids are overly taxed and overly stressed, and you know the whole thing of like kids play baseball year round and they're traveling all the time and just how kids do too much. Yeah. And he said that kids today, and I'm probably going to, I'm definitely going to say this statistic wrong, but it was basically this, like kids, 85% of kids today have more stress than 
patients in mental hospitals in the 50s. What? So their anxiety levels are like, that, that's an exaggeration of it, but it was, it was that high of a number and it was definitely the 50s and mental patients. <laughs> I just don't know the numbers exactly. There was a comparison of children today and mental patients of the 50s. That alone, you don't need to know numbers. I mean, that's, right. yeah. And I feel like we are, like our family, I'm saying no constantly to things. Right. And we're still, I mean. Ex- overwhelmed with it. But I feel like things like video games yeah. or t- too much television, you're introducing them to stress that people would not have had generations ago. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like a bad stress. Like you're just watching a movie and you're engaged and then someone's in a fight <gasps> and then someone's in love and then, oh, no, they're yeah. getting rejected. And yeah. they're like feeling the stress levels inside of them, even though it's not true. They're playing this video game and they're about to be killed. And, oh, dude, I just lost. Yeah. It's a stress that no one had before. And so I feel like our kids do have more anxiety because of simple things like that. That's a really good point. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. No, really good point. So why do we let our kids watch movies? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should stop this podcast. All right, and the podcast is <laughs> over. Thanks for listening to the God-Centered Mom podcast. Never mind. Never mind. No, but like, did you watch movies? Like, what was your life like as a kid? Did you watch movies as a okay. kid and TV and we screen? We watched a ton of TV when I was a kid. Right? Because both my parents worked. Okay. And so, like, when I was old enough to stay home from school, um, you know, get off the bus by myself, and stay home when my parents weren't home, first thing I would do, get a snack, turn on the TV, open up my homework, sit right in front of the TV and watch Brady Bunch. And that's what we did. Okay, girl, I was homeschooled. And so yes. lunchtime was I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, I love Dick Van Dyke. Like, every day. Mm-hmm. That was lunchtime. And then totally watched TV. And every Thursday night was Cosby show. Oh, totally. As a fam, we also oh, had and- watch. Yeah. Yeah. And we flipped channels and, yeah. you know, like we would surf. And I remember, especially that time of when my parents weren't home and me and my brother were home by ourselves, we had two TVs, one in my parents' room and one in downstairs. And I remember going into my parents' room, Jason, my brother, just flipping the channels, watching TV like the whole time until my parents came home. And I mean, I'm sure I did that too, but I'm just saying that we were in opposite rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we watched a ton of TV and totally. we always watched movies and, you know, Oh, yeah. Movies were our thing. That, they were that, like our that was jam. Before you, that was before we had like, I mean, I remember when we got a VCR. So like, it wasn't like how it is now where you have a bazillion movies all the time. No. Yeah. There was definitely, you had to watch whatever was on and mm-hmm. with all the commercials. Yes. And then there was, a, if you knew a movie was coming on, like you looked in the TV guide. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah I ahead like of time. Guides. Yeah. Then you would try to figure out how to program the VCR. Yes. Yeah. And then you'd accidentally tape over your brother's like fifth birthday uh, or something. Yeah. That, yeah, that was bad. that was the bummer. Yeah, I remember it being a Christmas present once, like a gift for me that I unwrapped was the beta um that they <laughs> rented. Like it wasn't even like I got to keep it. It was the beta of Pirates of Penzance, which is in my top five of favorite <laughs> movies ever. And I watched that puppy over and over and over again. Yeah. See, mine's The Wizard of Oz. My aunt oh, yeah. lived with us for a while, and she had a VCR, which I thought was like having a magic box at That's that totally, time. Totally. And we recorded Wizard of Oz, like, you know, it always come on like around Thanksgiving. And then we would pause it during the commercials and then press record again so that we could watch it without commercials. Genius. And we just watch that over and over again. That yes. takes commitment. That had takes sitting really close to the TV. Yes. Patience, timing. Hit it. Go. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So we totally, we would go out, but here's the thing. I don't know if your parents did this, but like, and the other thing to explain is I had way older siblings. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So my sister was 16 when I was born. My brother was 11 uh-huh. when I was born. Mm-hmm. And that was me and then my younger brother. And so I was also getting exposed to like, they say you're as old. They say this Mary Flo Ridley, yes. a lady I know, says you're the age of your oldest child. Like your family is. So yes. I was like watching college movies as a five-year-old or whatever. Right. Strange Brew. Totally watched that multiple times. That's, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's like a um, Saturday Night Live skit spinoff movie oh, about see. two Canadians oh, wow. who who want more beer. And so they put mice in beer bottles <laughs> and take it to the factory and kind of convince them. Gets you right this there, is Heather. what I'm saying. Like they were strong Christian parents, <laughs> homeschooling, and I saw Strange Brew. But Are we the same age, Heather? What? Are we the same age? I'm not going to reveal my age, but I was born <laughs> <laughs> in the late 70s. Is okay. that around the time you were born? Yes, I was. Okay. I don't want to say a number. It just I, seems better. Because I, I missed a bunch of like popular movies. Like I never saw Top Gun because at that time, whenever it came out, I wasn't old enough to watch like an R-rated movie. No, 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 no. My They definitely had like weird boundaries because I wasn't allowed to watch Top Gun and I wasn't allowed to watch E.T. <laughs> I did see E.T. But I saw Strange Brew. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but but I'll, I will admit like we would go to a movie and then we would talk about it a ton. Like, mm-hmm. how does that fit with our worldview? What do we agree with? What 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 do we not agree with? You know. Absolutely. That's I remember thing. this is when I was a little older. I remember the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um I was probably like around eighth grade when I got that as a VHS, so whatever whenever that was. And I remember in that movie when at the end sort of ish when King Triton gives himself up for for Ariel, he signs that thing, and then he immediately turns into one of those little creepy things in the ground. Mm. And Sebastian bows down and he says, "You are Majesty." And I remember us talking about that, like that is exactly what God did for us. That he, you know, he sacrificed himself for us, for our sin, and for the things that you know that we thought we wanted. And but even in that time, even in that sacrifice, he really was the king. He looked like nothing and he was despised and just spat upon and all that. But he really was our king and look what he did. And then, of course, at the end, he brings Ariel back and gives her the thing, you know, the desire of her heart. So I remember having conversations like that about movies. And so when I look at movies like that, that's what I try to do the same thing with the kids is look for God in, in that stuff. Well, it's kind of like the theme of your site, right? Tell yes, every, well, anyone listening who doesn't know your site, what is your site? Oamanda.com. Yeah. And um, I try to think of creative ways to teach my kids about the Lord and hopefully share them with you so you can copy them. And I just am, I just believe anything that you can use, anything, anything you can use, you need to, I'm talking about like when you're folding the laundry, when you are doing the dishes, when you are out going to baseball practice, not just things that are like, oh, we're doing a devotional right now. Let's talk about the Lord or, oh, we're going to make a craft to remind us of this Bible verse or we're about to go to church. No, those are good things and you should do all of those. But I I want everything that I do to point to the Lord. Well, I was just listening to the Phil Vischer podcast, who's one of my, I kind of stalk him a little bit. (laughs) And (laughs) they were talking about, uh, again, this is going to be some statistic that I can't remember, but how um, the different religions where people stay with that religion when they're an adult. Mm. And the first five were like Hinduism, Greek Orthodox, and some other oh, Judaism and some other thing like that 
where it was all cultural. And so they were saying, well, clearly these people stay in Hinduism because they're Hindus and that's their whole culture. It's not like they just go to a Hindu whatever on Sunday and then that's it. It like overflows into everything. Yeah, it's every part of their life. And so then they went down to some of the other ones. Catholic was above Baptist. And um, so like the, the, the ones that went down to like 8, 9, and 10 were like Pentecostal, Baptist, and Lutheran or something. But the other ones above them were all um, really uh, cultural. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? That's what I want to do. I don't want to be a Hindu, but I want my kids to feel very Christian culturally. And I know a lot of people poo-poo Christian culture and, oh, we have Christian music and we have Christian books. But that's what I want. I want my kids to be so involved in a Christian culture that that they want to stay in it because it is who they are. I want them to recognize and see God everywhere because he is. And I think Does you that make can, sense? I think you can be countercultural, like mainstream cultural. Like I think you can be countercultural and yet engage culture, you know? Yes. I think you right. can say this is what our family believes. This is how we view life. We believe that everyone has a purpose. We believe there's a creator God. We believe he, he there was something that separated us. We can say all those things and then filter where we live through that. That's what Hindus do. That's what, you know, and we have special celebrations and we, you know, honor people and we treat people differently. We love our neighbor. I mean, these are the things we do because of our culture. Right. And, and yet we still live in a world, right? So. Right. Engage it with that almost like worldview to conversation. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but the, the point for me is too, is like that, it's interwoven in everything we do just as I'm sure I have cannot speak from experience. I don't know any Hindus, but I would assume that a Hindu would say everything they do has Hinduism woven in through it. And so that's why they continue to be in it because walking away from Hinduism would be walking away from their family, from their life, from their normal everydayness. And that's, you know, yeah, that's what I want. I want my kids to have God's word and, um, uh, uh, spiritual eyes on everything that they do. I think that's good. Well, and I don't know about you, but like because I grew up with parents who talk that way, it comes mm-hmm. a little bit more naturally Yeah, for me to have these conversations in the car when yeah. they ask questions or when we see a movie. Like it comes to me really easily. I can think of application points. But one reason that I, I, I was talking to a friend, she's like, that's just not easy for me. I can't mm-hmm. – I didn't grow up in a home where Christ was talked about. I didn't grow up grow up in that culture. I want it for my kids, but I don't know where to start. And so I was like, well, right. I could I could start writing these these movie discussion guides where like mm-hmm. I take a couple of themes that I see in the movie that you could talk about later and not just like in a drilling, like let's sit all around the table and yeah, like, no. we're going to talk about this movie. It's kind of like, <laughs> let's go. You're like, you know, grabbing ice cream or I don't even know, like maybe it's days later and they're still yeah. talking about it. I felt like the Lego movie they were talking about that for weeks after. And so Absolutely. the conversations kept going. And if I could help moms and even dads have mm-hmm. things they can talk about with it, that to me is is a way to engage culture mm-hmm. and help people create their own Christian culture in their home. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. exactly – we're exactly the same. We're on board together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think I think it would be fun like if you and I – trade off, you know, writing these guides. I love it. Tell us, tell me about the guides that you did and maybe like one good thing about the ones that you liked that you did. Um, I liked, uh, I did the Lego movie guide. 
Yeah, what um, was the one good, like, God takeaway from the Lego movie? Oh, wow. I felt like there was a lot. But, yeah, um, yeah I thought there were a lot. But I, I haven't I think, seen it yet. What? Yes, there were a lot. But one, one theme that's pretty apparent is the teamwork theme. Mm-hmm. The teamwork theme. And I think there's a body of Christ. We can talk yeah. about how everybody had their role that they played yeah. in accomplishing the purpose. And um, But I also think there was a major theme in that the main guy, Emmett, who was kind of just ordinary and everyone was like, mm-hmm. he's the special. He's not that mm-hmm. special. And kind of, you know, how God can choose you to do special things, even if it doesn't look like. And I think you yeah. could go back to a lot of biblical characters that, mm-hmm. you know, God chose David and he was the smallest of his yeah. brothers. And um, he usually cho- chooses the simple and the weak, you know, to shame yeah. the wise. So, yeah, it's good. I think there were, there were just a lot of really good they talked about the hand coming down a lot, like yeah. like the Will Ferrell character is an actual person that they show right. at the end. And so the hand of God. And then there's the prophets. You can talk about what prophets are. Um, yeah. Do they just make stuff up or were they actually hearing from God? Because this character in the movie just makes stuff up. So mm. I don't That's know. Good. Yeah. I mean, I need to see it again because I saw it the one time and I just feel like it had a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Which one was your favorite to write? Um, well, I just recently did the, this is a direct to DVD movie, which normally I think are pretty stupid, but <laughs> it's the Tinkerbell <laughs> movies, which you probably haven't seen any of those, but honestly, no. they're really good. The, your boys would probably like them cause they're good. Yeah. I like to watch them. Like if I pick out a movie for the kids, I'm not like, Oh, I don't want to watch some of these, but I like the Tinkerbell movies. Anyway. Okay. Um, this last one was the pirate fairy. Okay. And so this girl, this pirate fairy, she's anyway, she goes off to be a pirate and she says, she steals some pixie dust that they need and all Tinkerbell and her friends go after her. And the pirate fairy says to them, if you leave now, I'll give you quarter. And they say quarter. We don't want quarter of it. We want all of it. And she goes, no quarter. That means mercy. Mm. And then later on, you know, the, they have to save the pirate fairy. And she says, why did you come back and get me? Why did you come? You know, you could have just left without me. And she said, and Tinkerbell says to her, just think of it as quarter. And then she starts crying or whatever. But mm. like, what a beautiful picture of what God does for us that he's given us his mercy. When is the last time mercy, the word even came up in a conversation with your kids? Yeah. So to have that really awesome picture of what mercy is so that they can understand it and then to be able to lead that to the Lord. I mean, there was no stretch there or me being creative. We got yeah. to talk about God's mercy, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, sometimes when I see a movie, I'm like, so struck by like this is awesome this is like the redemption story you know <laughs> Me too. i just can't take it anymore and and i actually took a class at our church about engaging culture and um he talked about you know that whole the whole storyline you know the denouement and all that jazz and and um how it kind of overlays with with the Bible and the story yeah. and how typically there's some kind of struggle and some resolution and, you know, you can overlay it with. Oh yeah. I have a pen on my, on something that I pinned one time and I think it's from give them grace, the book. And it, okay. the quote is we want our children to know the one good story so well that when they see Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter, Frodo, Anna Green Gables, Ariel, sleeping beauty, they can recognize the strands of truth and deception in them. Mm. So, That's what I want is my kids to know so well. And like what we're saying is so when we're talking about whatever Star Wars or any movie, we're saying, oh, do you see that? Do you see? Because, of course, every story is taken from the great story. I mean, because that's 
that's what we long for. Well, and I think I, I heard um, Sally Clarkson, Sally Clarkson's daughter, Sarah, I think speak. No, maybe it was her other one. Joy speak on what is like on pop culture and like really what we need to do instead of saying avoid, avoid, avoid is look mm-hmm. at like what is attracting people. Yes. What is attracting people? People love Harry Potter. Well, one reason they do is they want to cheer for a hero, right? The yeah. good versus evil. Same with Star Wars. It's like, or the Hunger Games. What are they, what is really drawing people? What hole are they trying to fill with this character, the storyline that we Absolutely. could like enter that story with them and provide them a truth right. that they're seeking, you know? Right. But if we like totally avoid the conversation and are fearful of even, and then we miss so many opportunities. And don't you think that we that we're missing opportunities with our kids to teach them about discretion? I'm not saying that you kids like, oh, my five year old should watch Harry Potter. No, no, discretion, not that. But starting off on a smaller level, when we're watching Tinkerbell movie or whatever we're watching, if I can say, oh, we don't like, I don't like the way those two brother and sister were talking to each other. What did you think about that? How do you think? So that as we go on into when they get older and we they say, okay, I want to watch this PG-13 movie and we watch it together and then we can still have that same conversation. What did you think about the way those two people reacted? Did you think that was the way we believe? What do you think God would think about that? You well, know, So it's not a weird conversation to have at no. 13 because you've had it when you were five. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that it's even I've noticed with my older boys, they won't choose something. It's almost like they already have a filter in place. Absolutely. Like if a movie starts and they're like, wow, they are saying a lot of words that we don't say in mm-hmm. our house. We shouldn't watch this. Or, you yeah. know, you know, they're turning it off. And, um, I, you know, you have to put it in them or else they just go out in the world and they're going to be like, finally, freedom. Well, we, or the opposite is if we don't say anything about it, if I don't pick out, uh, pick, you know, make their ears attuned to, oh, those kids are being disrespectful to their parents in this show or in this mm-hmm. movie or whatever. Mm. then they're not going to pick up on that. I'm the one that's leading them to know what's right and wrong. They don't know. They might think that's an appropriate way to talk to talk to parents. And if I don't, I can't think of the right word, but make them hear that, then how are they going to know that it's not something they want to watch or that they want to emulate something that they want to emulate? Yeah. But I think you have to like that again, like when I see like that, they start copying like Caillou, Oh, yeah. I know whiny. everyone hates Caillou. I've never watched it because he's whiny. whiny. <laughs> and I noticed, I was like, dude, I know he's four, but and I know four-year-olds are whiny, but we do not need to, like, add to that. So we're done with we're done yes. with Caillou. And I even had a friend, you know, challenge me. What was it? Uh, what was the Kate plus eight? What was that show? Oh, yeah. John and Kate. I don't know. Anyway, I was watching. I was like, oh, I just love all the tips she gives for moms. And she's like, yeah, but I don't like how she talks to her husband. And I was like, really? I hadn't even picked up on it. Right. And then I did notice I was like, after I watched the show, I was a little, little shorter with my husband and like mm-hmm. not kind with my words. And I was like, yeah, I need to watch that. And then, you know, their marriage kind of showed up. Yeah. Up that it wasn't, yeah, <laughs> right. wasn't quite a marriage that was lasting. And so I think we have to be careful. I, like Disney shows, oh. I have a really hard, you know, I, we don't really do the Disney family, like you know, the, like the, between shows. Yeah. And my sister kind of had a rule like, if they have kids older than you are, you can't watch it. I, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good one. My, you know, my daughter's in second grade and she still watches Disney Junior. And she said that the kids at school say that Disney Junior's for babies. But I'm like, I don't care. As long as you remotely like it, you're going to be, I mean, I don't tell her this, but that's yeah. what I'm thinking in my head. I don't yeah. care what they say. <laughs> and she says back to them, like, oh, like I love Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or I love yeah. Dog McStuffins or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm just keeping her as young as possible, as long as possible. I don't want her to know that there are these other shows that exist that she should, quote, be watching. Well, and I think that's, I mean, you and I saying these things, like, we have boundaries, you know? It's not Mm -hmm. like we're letting our kids watch everything and then be like, and we're going to discuss it. So it's fine. No, no, no. right. No, but, like, we're we're being picky. We're choosy. We're choosy. But we do live in a fallen world that's putting out entertainment, and we want our kids to have the ability to watch it and find right from wrong so we're while they're still under our home in our home we want to help guide that absolutely conversation the way i I mean like when i grew up we did not listen to secular music we only listened to christian music and there was never a thing of like oh i wish i could listen to new kids on the block like i just didn't have that i just liked what i what we liked it's just what we did yeah and so that's kind of how i want my kids to be like this is just what we do but at the same time i want them to be able to have that discernment and i remember when i was uh, I don't know. I didn't have kids, but I was an adult. Um, there was a pastor. We were, my husband and I used to travel and like do camps and stuff for kids. And one of the pastors let his daughter buy the Britney Spears CDs is when she was first coming out or whatever. And um, he said, you can buy it, but we're going to read all the lyrics together and listen to the whole CD together. And then we'll decide if we get to keep it or not. Mm. And I was like, and she was kind of young. Like to me, I was like, oh, Britney Spears, <laughs> you know, like, I can't believe you bought that for your daughter. And after they listened to it, then they decided, like, I don't remember what they decided she could do it or not. But I, I was just so impressed by that. Like, he is totally teaching her discernment about what she can listen to. Not just, hey, we don't listen to that because we're not Christians. Yeah. But, hey, what is wrong with it? We need to know. Yeah. I just love that. And so that's really what I want for my kids. Yeah. I think. I hope good. I model well. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I feel like. Ah, well, we'll see how this Someday's works. Someday's like, Whatever. I mean, but then it's the same. Like you and I were saying, we watched a ton of TV and I think we're doing okay. It's true. You know, I think God can, you know, he sees. Oh, absolutely. I think he's still He can restore and multiply. uh, Yeah, the heart. Take away and multiply the good things that we've done, even though we don't deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I hope we can do this regularly. And in the upcoming shows, like talk through some current movies. I think that'd be fun. Yes, definitely. Yeah, be more specific than. Yeah. Our like, awesomeness that we just well, and then just our general out. like theories on this topic. But I think you know it'd be fun to you and I were kind of yes. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, in June. Okay, so my son loves How to Train Your Dragon, and yeah. I did not let him see that movie for a really long time because I I don't know I just don't like boy humor, and that's what I thought it was. Yeah. And it did have some boy humor in it, um, but he loved it, and he likes Vikings and whatever, um. And so the new movie is coming out, and I get a lot of. Do you get movie invites for your blog? Um, I've gotten a couple. Yeah, well, I get a lot of them, but I don't always go because I don't want to sit through some of those stupid movies. But um, we don't I, say stupid, Amanda. I'm sorry. Just kidding. No, you can say it. Are your kids listening to this? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, so you don't want to sit through the stupid movies? Yes. Yes. So anyway, I got an invite for How to Train Your Dragon, but I'm. And usually when I get a movie that my kids want to see, my husband and I will go see it first because then that way we'll know and it was free for me to see it. Anyway, um, but I am going to let him see that and he, when when my daughter's going to be at camp this summer and Asa and I are going to have Dragon Week. Mm. And we're going to go see that movie together. And then th- that whole week I've already decided, I don't know what the, I mean, I've seen the previews, but I don't know anything about the movie, but. I am going to do a whole week with him about taming your tongue because oh, wow. I think it's going to go right along with how to train your dragon and taming your tongue and how you can't control it and all that. 
from James. So I'm excited about that. So maybe we can talk about that. Okay. And I think that'll be good because there is, I did get like this, like freak out email from a bunch of moms about that movie. Oh yeah. What? what Apparently what there is some character in it and I don't remember everybody's names. There's one character. And when I went to the article, they clicked, they had forwarded the character had ad libbed a line about Ooh. why he'd never been married. And apparently uh, it had like homosexual undertones and um, they were like, why are they, int- why are they introducing this to a kid's movie? And, but I, I read what he said and I feel like you would have to know right. what he was talking about. Right. So I really don't like think it was innuendo. Yeah. I don't really think it's the red flag, but um, mm-hmm. just F to the Y I. That, well, that is here's the, the big, thing about, the big the combo thing, of, of uh, the Christians and – Well, here's another thing about that Yeah, th- since we're talking philosophy of movies. Yeah. When we were kids, like we were saying, we didn't get a VHS until we were like in eighth or ninth grade. Our kids have been watching movies over and over again since they were three years old. So they right. know every detail and every word, yeah. every single song. So, for example, like I, I told you this earlier, Frozen, when you watch Frozen all the way through, I'm – all the songs make sense uh, to me. It's mostly ninety nine percent appropriate. Yeah. But when my daughter walks around singing, "Conceal, don't feel, be the good girl you always have to be, let it go, let it go, love is an open door," and I'm standing up against the wall, and here he comes, and whatever, I, that is not appropriate for my daughter to sing. Right. So I, I don't mind her watching it once, maybe twice, but we're not going to be listening to the soundtrack, and we're not going to be singing it over and over again. We're not going to watch it forty times in a row because that's just planting it deeper and deeper in her heart. Yeah. And I've already seen my kids walking around singing that when they don't realize it. I don't yeah. want them singing that. I want them singing scripture. Or I want them singing something that's uplifting yeah. to someone else. So I think there's a big difference. I'm not, I am not trying to stick up for you. Yeah, let your kids watch everything you want yeah. to one time. But if, if my son is going to go watch How to Train Your Dragon and there's one clip and he's five years old and he doesn't he recognize doesn't catch it, it. Yeah. it's a big difference. I might not ever buy that. We might not ever buy that movie because I don't want him to continue doing imitative phrases or whatever. Yeah. I, again, I totally I get that. Movies, so no, I, I think that, know, that but... no, I think that's, ex- that's very wise advice. I think that's very wise because yeah, th- th- there's definitely a difference in hearing a story, having a conversation and meditating on a movie. And that's what we do when we yeah. let our kids meditate on those movies by listening to the soundtrack a million times, watching it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Just need to be cautious of that. I think. Yeah. I, I, as a mom of four boys, I was telling you, I get concerned that the anthem of the song of the movie <laughs> yeah. is this idea that's actually not where she ends up. And that I really right. wish they had a song at the end about true love right. and how right. it like, you know, because there's really good godly messages in that movie. Unfortunately, they're not in the songs as much right. as, you know, they could be. There was a lot of opportunities for my boys like the fixer upper. Yeah. That, you know. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm hoping to have that discussion guide out so we could talk about more yeah. about Frozen in our next convo, too. Yes, I will be interested to see the comments on that when you get it out. Yeah. Because I did my Frozen review and I got many, many comments on it that were very interesting. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That'll be good while I'm on vacation. <laughs> Come back to arguments in your comments. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> my my. Best argumentative comments have been about movie posts I do. So really, yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yep. Mine have been about theology. Well, there's that too. That's good times. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Stick to the basics. <laughs> sin. I got one on sin. 
Yeah. When I when I did our Easter basket, I got a nice comment about sin. Someone didn't believe your kids sinned. They thought I was trying to indoctrinate my children. Yeah. Did you tell them you were? I did. <laughs> said that's the goal. Thanks for reading. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know what I said. I think I sent her a, pri- a message, like a private message yes. that just said, yes. you know, I don't know if you know my heart, and then I don't know if we are on the same page, but I'd love to continue the conversation. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I try to be very loving and gracious and it's hard still to a be, truth. It's hard to read intent and heart in work, you know, in text anyway. Well, I think it's those posts that end up on Pinterest that end up getting pinned and it goes down a trail and it's not someone who may have chosen your site. Exactly. They just found that one post and yes. then it's like they just got all hot and bothered, but we are not even yeah. on the same page. Right. So it'd be like reading one page out of a novel that you're like, it's a Harlequin novel or something. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. All right. Well, Miss Amanda, it has been real, yes. has been fun, has been real fun. Yes. And um, thank I, you for having me. I like talking about this. Oh, girl. And I want to talk about like, I, I want us to talk about the same movie one time. I think that would be fun. Right. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Well, let's do well, it. We're going to really plan this out. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And let's, if you are listening and you have, you know, uh, a movie that you're wondering about or something, let yeah. us know. Yeah, or one that you want to guide on. You're like, how do I talk to my kids about this movie? Yeah, or you have a topic. Do you know a, that something that would help with this topic? Yeah, that's good. Because Heather and I are just a thesaurus or a dictionary <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> a thesaurus. Oh, my stars. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right, well, pray, pray tons for me. I will. Driving. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. You know it. Go back, go back to packing or whatever it is that you were doing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Packing <laughs> for five people. <laughs> just throw it all in one suitcase. Just oh, sort it out. It is. It is. Sort it. Just yeah. have the kids like, you see something that looks like yours? That's okay. good. Just pick it up. Just pull it out. Put it on. It's, it's clean. Good. Everything in there will be clean. That's good. Yeah. That's the goal, too. I need to get some laundry done. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Amanda. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.